We're back with the fourth series of All About Apprenticeships, but this time we're brought to you by Checkertrade.com. I'm Georgie Frost, and whether you're an employer, a parent, or you're thinking about doing an apprenticeship yourself, we've got you covered in this podcast series. In the next 10 episodes, we'll be discussing everything from the apprenticeship levy, skills gaps, training providers, what businesses need to know before taking on an apprentice, and much, much more. We aim to leave no stone unturned and answer all the questions that you want answers to. And who better to kick off the new series than with the new man in the top job? What does the new Minister for Skills, Apprenticeships and Higher Education, Robert Halfen, have in store for the sector? And where does he see the future of apprenticeships? Robert Halpin, welcome to All About Apprenticeships. Firstly, what's your personal experience of apprentices? Have you been one? Have you used one? Well, thank you. Um, I wish I had been one. But when I grew up, my my father, who was an immigrant to this country, uh, he was determined to send us to university. And it was uh, his aim in life that we would go to university. I had a great time at university. But if I'd known about an apprenticeship, maybe I would have Uh, done one. What I have tried to do in Parliament is I was the first ever MP to employ full-time parliamentary apprentices based in the House of Commons and I've had six. They've gone on to do great things. One of them's a facilities manager now, a senior facilities manager in the House of Lords. Uh, Others have become teachers. Uh, It's quite, quite incredible and I've made it my mission to support apprenticeships since I was in the House of Commons. I was elected in 2010 and it was my maiden speech. First ever speech I made was to say to schools, try and encourage in schools more uh, advice to students about doing an apprenticeship. Why? Why is it so important? Why has it been your mission? What do apprenticeships add to businesses and, and, and the wider economy? Yeah, if I can start off with a story. So... Um, this all happened since 2008. I wasn't even an MP. I was just a parliamentary candidate. I was asked to go and visit some young people from disadvantaged backgrounds in a kind of concrete building in my constituency. And it was they were working with a charity. I think it was Catch-22 in the Prince's Trust. And I met all these uh, young kids and they all wanted to do an apprenticeship and they didn't have the opportunities. They said if they wanted to do an interview. It was too far away to get to. And uh, I literally, and this is the God's honest truth, left that building and said to myself, if I get elected in two years time, I'm going to make it my mission to transform apprenticeships in our in our country. It had such a massive effect on me, that meeting. And I've spoken about that in speeches before. And I'll tell you why, because apprenticeships offer a ladder to the disadvantage, a ladder of opportunity. Um, you earn while you learn, you get a good skill. If you complete, like if you achieve, you get a good job. 92% of apprentices who complete get a very good job in either, most probably in the company they've done their training in, or they go on to additional additional training. So it's a ladder for the disadvantage, but it isn't just a ladder for the disadvantage, it's such an option for everyone else. I mean, we had this mantra for years, university, 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 it should have been skills, skills, skills. And, you know, everybody, you know, people are worried about student loans. You can do degree apprenticeships now, my two favourite words in the English language, by the way, degree apprenticeships. Again, earning while you learn highly skilled apprenticeship. You get a skill you need, the country needs. At the top of that ladder, you climb up that ladder of opportunity. It's job security and prosperity for yourself and your for family. Uh, so it's a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer. And, and that's why I've made it my mission since being in politics to champion apprenticeships and skills. And 
I was a minister before in 2016, 17, and I was honoured to be asked by the Prime Minister to do it again. I'm an example, I always say, by the way, I'm a big example of the government's commitment to recycling and net zero because I've been recycled as an apprentice minister. You say it's a, a ladder for the disadvantaged, but with the highlighting now of apprenticeships being actually a very viable alternative to even you know those from the most advantaged backgrounds to, to get into the, to, into the workplace, are we in danger of perhaps making that ladder not quite so good for the disadvantaged, that actually a lot of the plum rolls are going to be taken by those who are very advantaged? Well, I think just under 21% of the most disadvantaged um, apprentices come from 20% of the most disadvantaged areas in the country. And the numbers are increasing. I want it to be both. It's absolutely, as I say, it's a ladder for the disadvantaged, but it's a ladder for everyone. And I think you do what I want to do is ensure that the prestige of apprenticeships is exactly the same as academic education. And if I can just give you another example, I remember growing up and if you went to a dinner, let's say, with people and someone would be at the dinner table and they would say, I, oh, what did you do? I went to Oxbridge and then people would go, wow, how did you get in? That's incredible. Um, I know my my dream is that when somebody goes to a dinner thing like that somebody will say I went to Oxbridge and everyone says well that's nice and I want somebody mm-hmm. to say I was an apprentice and everyone goes wow that's incredible how did you do it uh, what does it mean how's your skill and then we know, really know things will have changed but I have to say the fact that you're doing a podcast like this and there are lots of um, podcasts and events people are we're having a national conversation about apprenticeships and skills that never happened years ago not in my lifetime. When people thought about apprenticeships in the past, they just thought they were about the traditional crafts, which are incredibly important. Absolutely, there are great apprenticeships in those crafts, but now we have apprenticeships in policing, in nursing, in engineering, in journalism, in uh, media, in in all kinds of stuff. We've got over 600 um, professions, 600 over 600 apprenticeship standards, they're the qualification that you can do your apprenticeship in. So how do you see yourself then changing this perception? How do we get to a stage where we're at dinner parties and we're less impressed by Oxbridge as we would be by an apprenticeship? I, how how do you get there? And what are the other priorities in your, in your role? Well, look, let me make it clear. Those who go to university, it's a great thing. As I said, my father insisted that I went to university. And people do have different, some people want a more academic learning system, some people want more practical. But the way to do it is a number of things. First of all, you've got to have the national conversation. And that's really important. That comes from the prime minister. It comes from the Secretary of State for Education. And she is the only, as I understand it, Gillian Keegan, the my boss, is the only degree apprentice in the House of Commons. And she is passionate about apprenticeships. So people can look at those in government and celebrities and all kinds of people doing these uh, things and say, well, maybe I can do that, be an apprentice one day. So that's the first thing. So there has to be a national conversation and and events like National Apprenticeship Week, which I'm doing at the moment, really highlight the value of all kinds of apprentices that people can do. The second and the most important thing, without a doubt, is to transform careers. So what we're doing is we're um, making sure that students have many more encounters, at least six in key exam years with um, uh, apprentice organisations or former apprentices or apprentices who were previously pupils at the school or FE to ensure that they understand what an apprenticeship is and the only offering that isn't given to them is school, is university at the school. And that's really important. We've got a brilliant 
scheme called the um, Apprenticeship Skills Knowledge Network that goes around schools. It's reached thousands of pupils. I think we spent over three million pounds on this and that is to encourage young people to do apprenticeships. We've got World Skills UK that has a brilliant exhibition every year that sends teams around the world that we've Britain has done really well in competitions. So we have to encourage it and transform careers. And I, every time I meet an apprentice, I ask them, did your school t tell you or not about doing an apprenticeship? And the third thing is, is of course, and the final thing is making it easier for businesses uh, to employ apprentices. And, you know, we pay uh, for non-levy payers, uh, that's small businesses, we pay 95% of the training costs. And if they have less than 50 employees and employ a young person, we pay, pay all the training costs. Well, that's it. I mean, Checker Trade members, that's a lot of SMEs telling us that with the current cost of living pressures, they're just struggling to make ends meet. So what are you going to do to support them to make sure that they can recruit the talent that they need? Yeah, so SMEs, I'm absolutely passionate about because um, they're in a very good position, especially in local areas, to employ apprentices. So we, we are uh, doing a lot. We're trying to make it, we're cutting a lot of the bureaucracy out of the way. Um, so we're doing quite and regulations. Of course, you've got to have some of it. And that's really important. The second thing we do is that we fund the, as I mentioned, 95% of training costs. That's a big whack of money. Um, we fund 100% of the training costs if an employer has less than 50 employers and employs a young person or person who might have learning and uh, difficulties on an EHCP, education healthcare plan. So we're doing everything possible, both in terms of regulations and to incentivize uh, businesses to hire a young person. Um, we've also made it easier for, for them to hire a care leaver, for example. So a care leaver now is going to get £3,000 bursary, um, but the businesses, business will also get £1,000 along with the trainer. So there are some financial incentives that we're giving to businesses all the time. And we're looking at other kinds of measures to uh, over the coming months if there's anything more we can do i mean i'm at a small while i do this podcast i'm just about to visit a brilliant um small and medium enterprise in middlesbrough uh, where i call intellect which um, has won awards regional awards for uh, hiring of apprenticeships and the work they do with apprenticeships and and i think they're a good example that other companies could follow I have to ask you about the letter that's been sent to, to ministers from retailers, hospitality businesses, the tech industry, recruiters. They're all calling for an urgent reform of the apprenticeship levy, calling it a £3.5 billion mistake and also saying that the apprenticeships, apprentice system is is broken. I mean, if you're a company looking at this, you'd be worried. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I'd what I'd say is, look, of course, there are things we can improve on. And we're looking at all these things all the time. But I don't accept it's broken. I also don't accept that the levy is wrong in the way that has been described. So I, I think something like it's either 98 or 99 percent of our levy has been spent. Right. So what that means is that the levy payers, if they haven't used their levy, we've taken that money and been able to fund the training costs for smaller, smaller businesses. So that's uh, really helpful. And the levy is very, very important because what that is, is about change of behaviours. Now, I, I, we talked earlier in the beginning that I want to build an apprenticeship and skills nation. There are companies now who have apprentice uh, directors on board whose sole responsibility or main responsibility is to encourage more apprenticeships. That may not have happened without the levy. I'm talking about the big companies. 
And so, of course, you can always look at the levy, look at improvements. We're looking at regulations. We're looking at the bureaucracy. We're looking at the endpoint assessment. We're looking at all kinds of things. Uh, we're looking at careers. Um, we've just announced um, today, for example, that uh, the Secretary of State has announced this, that we are introducing UCAS for apprenticeships. So it will have apprenticeship offerings uh, at the same time as a university offering. So it'll be much more accessible for people and they'll get to know much more about apprenticeships and what's on offer. Um, those uh, students who go on to UCAS, the UCAS website, that is very exciting. So I don't accept that the system is broken, but does that mean we can't reform and improve and do things better? Absolutely. And that's what I'm doing in this job to improve the number of starts, improve the number of achievements, uh, make sure that we maintain the quality because we've moved from frameworks to standards. We have over 600 apprenticeship standards and, and also to encourage more degree apprenticeships. Uh, whether you uh, agree with the comments or not, I did find um, the comments of Kate Nichols, the chief executive of UK Hospitality, interesting because she said an overhaul of the system would help bring back those who would become economically inactive, including over 50s, which, of course, is what the prime minister has been talking about. And it's often a, an area that we sort of forget about thinking about over 50s as apprentices. So I, it's a very good point. And, and I, as I say, I don't accept that it needs no overhaul. We do need to reform all the time and make sure that our apprenticeship offering is the best, best it can be. But we've had over five million apprenticeship starts since 2010. We're talking about apprenticeships in a way we never have. We introduced degree apprenticeships. We've had over 140,000 degree apprenticeships since they were introduced in 2014, 2015. So remarkable things are happening and you can get apprenticeships in almost every profession at all levels. Um, and that is very uh, exciting. In terms of the over 50s, I would be delighted um, uh, if over 50s, more over 50s did, did apprenticeships and we need to look at ways we can encourage more to do so. But it isn't just apprenticeships, there are lots of other great qualifications. They can do boot camps, which are just 16 weeks. There's some they may want to do, um, go back to do a T level or the new higher technical qualifications that we've introduced at level four and level five. And we just announced last Thursday, we've introduced something called the lifelong loan entitlement, which will mean that all adults um, can take out a loan uh, of up to £37,000, so it's equivalent to four years worth of funding, to do any qualification in terms of level four, five and six, although we'll have a phased approach. So there are lots on offer in terms of qualification. We're trying to reach out to everyone, not just young people, but more mature uh, students as well. So what do we need to do then more generally, whether public and private sector and education and training to make the process of taking on an apprentice easier for businesses i mean simplification of the admin side could that help as well yeah so absolutely we need to um, do everything possible to cut the admin we work very closely with apprenticeship providers fe colleges and independent providers um, we're looking at things like the supply chain we now allow for example let's say if you're an apprentice in a car factory uh, or so you, you pay the levy, you can then use some of that levy for suppliers who may be supplying your, your industry. We've introduced something called flexi job apprentices, which enables an apprentice to move around, although in the same area, a number of different businesses rather than just sticking to one business during, during that apprenticeship. We're updating our vacancy service and proving the tools that providers can use to promote the apprenticeships they offer. We're trying to simplify funding rules. Um, we're trying to reduce the admin burden and we're testing a simpler payment system. There's a lots of things that are going on. This is what I call backroom stuff 
It's like the kind of software on a computer, the back software. Um, and uh, I think hopefully that will make it easier. We listen to uh, business organizations all the time. And one of the reasons why I, I'm during National Apprenticeship Week, I'm in the Northeast, I'm in the Northwest, I'm in uh, Yorkshire, I'm going down to Basingstoke, I'm back in Essex where I come from, meeting apprentices and businesses all over the country, not just to showcase the best apprenticeships, but get good ideas from apprentices and apprenticeship employers uh, to find out more things that we can do to make it easier for them to hire apprentices. We've talked about a lot about what you plan to do, what you could be doing, what you'll do for businesses, but what do you want back from businesses? What can they do? What can businesses do? Huh, that's a great question. Um, businesses are doing a lot. Um, I think that uh, they need to really look at, I think there are some uh, cases where businesses aren't yet employing apprentices. And I think that if they knew the quality that they often, apprentices are very loyal to the companies that have trained them. So in other, let's say that, I mean, I was in a company today and the company said that sometimes the graduates leave, but the apprentices stay on. And because they've had their training all the way through and it makes a, it makes a huge difference. So I just think that businesses need to be open-minded what that an apprenticeship can uh, make a real difference to your company or give you the skills that you need for your company, but, but also transform the life of that, that apprenticeship. And I think that, uh, if we give business the tools, um, I think they should have more and more people looking, working with local FE colleges, independent providers, and uh, understanding about the training and that there are incredible apprenticeship opportunities that they could offer our, our young people and our over 50s, as you pointed out earlier. Finally, how are you going to get Britain energised and excited about apprentices? And apprenticeships well i'm very lucky i mentioned that my boss the secretary of state she is a former apprentice and she is massively ex energized um it's been my passion in politics um uh, i will go on about it more than any other subjects that i've been in before even when i wasn't a minister i just uh, and i think we are chain we are building an apprenticeship and skills nation the country is talking about apprenticeships than anyway before we've got a fantastic advert campaign called get the jump which advertises all kinds of skills as well as apprenticeships they're offering that's on tv and on radio and media and social media we've got um, um a a great fe recruitment further education recruitment campaign for more fe staff uh, as well and i think that britain we're slowly that dream of the dinner party test which i i said you bless you um the dinner party test i think is um going to going to come soon because uh, i think millions of people across the country employers and young people are thinking hey an apprenticeship could be the option for me i earn while i learn no debt get a good skill get a good job at the end it's just a complete complete no-brainer so i am quite excited and it's why i'm very very happy to be doing this job Robert, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much to Robert Halfen, NP, and to you for listening to this episode of All About Apprenticeships. If you want to get in touch to have your say on anything we've been talking about today, you can find more on Checker Trade's new apprenticeship and skills channel, aboutapprenticeships.com. And if you're engaging in social, just use the hashtag allaboutapprenticeships. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a rating and hit subscribe. It helps other people find us.